What is going on, guys? It is your boy Caleb back again. Thank you all for joining me again on the Malaga Drive Hoops betting podcast. Uh, I know we've uh, been a little inactive the past couple of days, as I mentioned. Uh, birthday was on Friday this year, and and I feel like you know when you get your birthday on a weekday or like Sunday, you pick one day, you you, you go off that day, and then you're on to the road to recovery. I think it, I don't know if it was because it was Friday or the situation this year just worked out and, and suddenly I find myself on a three day bender barely hanging in there. Um, so that that has been the result of me not playing anything Saturday and Sunday. Um, for, we are also oh for our last five. So it's like I'm not trying to, you know, do both. I'm here when I'm betting. I'm everything's here. I like everything. Everything checks out. And honestly, you know, you can say uh, I liked everything I played, but own five just isn't good enough. And if you, you're not, you can't consider yourself a good, uh, better if you're, if you're going own five consistently. So the plan is to battle our way out of that. Um, and, and we're still sitting at one one and 88. So still a lot of season left ahead of us. Um, but we're locking back in here on this Monday and, and going to try and get some, uh, make some money. Um, so without further ado, let's just jump into this slate. No more wasted time. Uh, first game of the day, we got the Pistons and Thunder, and I don't know that I could think of a game uh, that would I would want to bet on less. Um, Thunder as three-point dogs, uh, and you've seen it all year. I've talked about it many, many times. Um, a lot of just... Co- it's hard to really cap the Thunder with any confidence because this is a team honestly that we have never seen like you go down the line on every other team you have some sort of sample size whether it be uh, on that team altogether or uh guys in the past coming into it like this thunder team is a whole new team we have never seen i've never seen theo maladon play consistent minutes i've never seen pokasevsky play consistent minutes dort was playing consistent minutes for the first time last year but that was with a completely different team so like you you take the last year the end of last year's roster compared to this year it is completely different besides shea gilgis alexander Baisley, and dort and dort and Baisley and shea are all out so um with all that being said I really got, I'm going to stay away. I could even have a lean and I still wouldn't know. Um, this Pistons team, you know, all year, you know what you're going to get. Just a tough, uh, hard fighting team that is not good at, in the grand schemes, not, not good at basketball. Uh, I'm, I'm just staying away here, bro. Like the Thunder again, they either show up and look really, really good and they're in the game the whole time and winning or they look really, really bad. And you rarely get an in-between where they hang in there, hang in there and lose. Like, it's just not super common. So I'm staying away. Let's roll to the next game. Uh, the Wizards and Raptors. And this line is very, very interesting to me. Um, opening at five for the Wizards. And again, this 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 uh, this Raptors team is like the worst, best team that we've seen. Or you could say, are they the best, worst team? They're, they're a bad team right now, regardless uh, Kyle Lowry is still out, but they are coming off of a game where they absolutely smoked my Warriors without Steph um, and Dre, and it was ugly. But again, that win against that Warriors team doesn't mean a ton to me. Obviously, the way they got it done was encouraging, and the way they played was encouraging. Um, but to me, I mean, this Raptors team still has a large sample size. Recently, far in the past, like this season, of them being a below-average basketball team and, and continuously us having times where we're like, all right, this is the spot, this is the spot. And they get beat by the Pistons. Um, so for me, five seems a little much here, right? You look at um, 
you look at the the Wizards and they're struggling a little bit too. You know, they had that stretch where Russ got back and him and Beal were vibing and the role players were kind of doing somewhat of their part and they were winning games um, and fully looking the part. It wasn't squeaking games out. It was controlling games. They, they beat the Jazz from start to finish at home and that you don't do that unless you are capable of playing at a very high level. Uh, the problem is they don't get to that level very often. And, and so you go look, recent games, big L to the Mavs, uh, big L at Detroit, um, and it really is going to come down to Bradley Beal and, and his health. He's questionable. He's been questionable the past couple games and hasn't suited up. So um, it has to be bothering him if Bradley's going to be sitting out. You know, these are valuable games, kind of like the Warriors right now, where like it may not seem like it, but a win right here in this game might change, might be the difference between you being the eighth seed or the ninth seed or whatever it may be. Um, and so I think that they're full. He and Bradley are fully aware of the magnitude of the situation. I wouldn't be shocked if Bradley Beal plays. If Bradley Beal does play, five is too much. Um, I think it's purely an overreaction to that beating that they just took, as well as the Wizards losing some games. But again, a lot of that was out without Bradley Beal. Again, some of it was also with him. But uh, regardless, I think this is one of these ones that you play in either two ways. You either play the risky way and you say, all right, I'm going to wait till the Bradley Beal news comes out. As soon as it breaks, I'm ready to hit. Or you hit it now and play it the other way uh, where it's, okay, if Bradley Beal is in or, or is out, then I, I hedge out of that and, and just call it whatever. Uh, one's a little bit more risk averse. One's a little bit, you know, uh, more risky, but could pay off. So uh, for me, I'm staying away from this. And then if Bradley Beal is ruled in, it's still at five and I have a chance to grab it and it's all in front of me, I'll probably go and do that. But I, I can't do it now because, I, again, anything could happen with Bradley Beal today. He hasn't suited up in, in quite some time. So uh, let's move to the next game. We got the Knicks and Nets. Uh, James Harden looks like he avoided any major hamstring issue. issue um, that's mixed injury and issue. Issue. Um, because the hammy is regardless the hammy is is not something you play with that's a injury that rarely do you see someone be out with a hamstring for one game like that's that's usually at least a week two weeks um because again you got to remember they are athletes playing at the highest level the speed of the game is something you couldn't even fathom um and so you have to be ready to go at 100 percent, or you're just going to get hurt again um so with that being said, it can't be that bad. He should be good to go. KD is still out. Kyrie's back and hooping. Um, and this Nets team, I, I mean, I, Kyrie and, and James have really proved this season's been for them, for all the haters, because James Harden has heard it from so many different people. You know, oh, he's just a regular season guy, like blah, blah, blah. And again, yes, this is the regular season. But they, they've gotten so much hate in the, in the past year and Kyrie a little bit longer. And despite KD being out for the large majority of the year, despite Kyrie missing some time for injuries and resting and things like that, they're first in the East, and that's just because of James Harden. Like, I actually do wonder, right? Like, James Harden doesn't come. I wonder where this Nets team is with, the you know, the amount of games that Kyrie and KD have missed. But regardless, when right now in the regular season, when the Nets suit up with Kyrie and, and uh, Harden and their role players, they're a threat. Um, and they lost yesterday. This is the Battle of, the, of New York. How the last one went down, uh, Nets were pretty much controlling the game for most of it. Knicks make a huge run at the end, uh, bring it all the way back. Julius Randle gets called. 
Uh, he's furious. I think he gets kicked out, and, and I think the Nets won by like five or six. Uh, I think you're seeing it back at six for that reason. I, I think six normally in in Brooklyn too. I think probably it would be a little bit more just based on how good the Nets have been recently. Um, but it's I, I think it's just that New York rivalry that I think matters a little bit more than people think. And I think this is it is another regular season game. But I think the Knicks that this is a game that they want more than any other game. Um, is against their crosstown rival in the in the Nets. So I like six, but six is still one of those numbers where you can be in it the whole damn game, and it's just one little run at the end. And and I'm not sure if my confidence it, it's there. It's close. I think Knicks plus six is the play. I don't know if right now I can put my money on them in this situation, um, just because I know when the the Nets are fully cooking it's tough it's tough and even a great defensive team like the knicks can have trouble stopping a team like that so uh, i'm passing leaning knicks um but should definitely be a fun game to watch next game kings and wolves this is an interesting one um and one i've been kind of questioning in in terms of where i wanted to be on this you look at the kings right and they've had an interesting journey lately where they went they were really bad for a while and then they got hot right they they roll off let's see seven of their last seven of eight were climbing up the standings then after from that point they lose to san antonio they lose to the lakers at home which is a bad loss i was as a favorite they lose the lakers at home then they lose to the bucks at home by one and so now now we're at the point like okay this this king's team was here in that seven out of eight and how much are we dropping them for a loss to the spurs lakers and bucks in the ways that they did you look at the Spurs game, they got dominated. But again, you're not, it's going to be really tough to beat the Spurs back to back games in San Antonio. So don't dock them a lot, although they weren't good that game. They lose to that Lakers team, that's pretty bad. Um, but again, Kings, inconsistent team. Um, and you really, now I'm looking at this next game. All right, let's see your response. You have two, two bad games under your belt. Where are you at? And they almost beat the Bucks at home. So. I still think this Kings is a this Kings team is pretty good, um, and, and so not pretty good, but in terms of you know how good they are playing right now, they're not a terrible team. They're not a terrible team. I'd say they're an average, just maybe even slightly, slightly above average with the way they had been playing in the aggregate for the last thirteen games. You look at the Timberwolves, last loss against the Sixers, but they battled last game before that, lost to twelve against the Grizzlies, but they battled. Um, and then they beat the Knicks at home, but they really weren't great for a large portion of that game. So now you're looking at them today. Um, we've got Ricky Rubio doubtful, D'Angelo Russell doubtful, Malik Beasley doubtful, Jalen Noel doubtful. Um, look, I, I'm not the huge, biggest Ricky Rubio fan, but I think they're a better team with him out there, um, at least for you know 20, 25 minutes. Malik Beasley definitely, definitely hurts. Um, he hasn't been in a clearly hasn't been in a great rhythm since he's come back. I think he'll get there. Um, but regardless, that's a guy that can turn it on at any point. So you're looking at a Wolves team that for the majority of the game is going to have obviously Cat as their best player who's playing really well. But around him, it's it's Cat, it's Ant, it's Jordan McLaughlin, Jaden McDaniels, Josh Kogi, Naj Reed. Like 
it's not a super talented team. And even you look at Anthony Edwards, who I think, who I know actually is their second best player outside of Cat, you know, right now. He's one of those guys where, you know, he can have a great game and he'll have great games, but he can just as easily put up a a four for 15 game. Actually, he, he wouldn't stop shooting. He'd easily put up a seven for 25 game. Like that, that's not something out of the question. Um, and with him, it's, you know, it's just learning to be that professional. There's large swings every night. It can be really good some nights and really poor other nights. So I really like the Kings here only needing to cover four. Um, you're going to get them there. Again, Luke Walton is coaching for his job. I think every single person on that team, they, they've they been, that core has been together for a little bit now. And, and it's like, can we please get to the playoffs? So all we have to do is get to the 10th seed. Warriors are struggling. Like they know that, a, at least a playing game appearance is in the cards for them if they make if things go right um and this Timberwolves team is has just not looked they 48 minutes is just too long like they can hang in there for stretches but 48 minutes within that time uh, there's going to be stretches within those 48 minutes where the Timberwolves make mistakes and allow teams to go on runs that for them are, are generally often <laughs> insurmountable so uh, i'm going the kings today minus four i haven't locked it in yet but I, I really am taking a good hard look at it um and i think there's a good chance i hit it so uh let's wrap it up last three games utah jazz heading into dallas um and i remember early it's funny how things change like the mavs were a team that I, I think a lot of teams were high on um and i remember midway through the year they were finally getting everyone back and i'm like all right they're gonna they're gonna push they're gonna go on a run um, and I remember they got everyone back just in time to play the red hot Utah Jazz and the Utah Jazz beat the hell out of them both games. And I believe one of them didn't even have Donovan. And I think from that moment on, that's when I stopped and, and really it hit me like this Jazz team is different. Like, all right, there's no more, you know, I can't keep betting on regression. Like this Jazz team is performing. And, and now you get a matchup here where the Jazz have pretty much stayed the same you know they've had a little bit of a rush rough stretch at at certain points but nothing too crazy and nothing that a team doesn't go through at some point during the year um and dallas is, is surging they're playing their best basketball of the year they've still lost some games randomly Kristaps and luca will miss some games here and there but but they're playing their best basketball of the year right now um and so now these two are meeting again for me uh, i it's really, really tough, honestly, uh, because I, I still think the Jazz right now are the best regular season team when the chips are down right now. Like regular season team, when everyone's healthy, um, I think the Jazz are, are probably the best team just in terms of creating a spread. Uh, regardless, I don't know that there's a five point difference, especially at home. Like I know this Jazz team has been balling out all year and you can see the books respect the respect the jazz like they're now getting the proper respect that they deserve maybe part of this is Kristaps is questionable but i think if everyone's fully healthy i think i have this closer to three and a half four i don't know if i can hit it because again i want to know that Kristaps is playing but if everyone is all healthy for the mavs and it's full go i i i think i have this closer to three and a half um and i would not be surprised at all to see dallas um pull this one out all right and i know you guys might want more but I mean, you look at Dallas, uh, destroyed Washington, beat the Knicks in New York. That's not an easy uh, one. Beat Boston in Boston. Like, they, they have some quality. It's not just the wins, too. It's like the way they're winning. They, they look the part. 
Um, but the Jazz are, are, are just really damn good. Uh, and I think after going on a little bit of a slump, uh, they're locked back in. They destroyed the Magic by 40 uh 40 plus they they beat the bulls a, a battling bulls team they've they've beat you look now they've won one two three four five six seven eight nine in a row man like they're hooping too this is a battle of two really really good teams uh, I, I think i'd rather just watch it because again this thing could be tied with five minutes left and jazz going literally one run and it's all right you win by six what are you gonna do so i'll stay off this one uh all right Cavs and Spurs. This is a game that I do like. I like the Spurs here today. Um, they've been struggling. And, and again, you know, there's times where teams struggle and they, you know, it, it just happened. They were playing good teams. You know, they were battling with it, you know, tough part of the schedule. Um, and then there's times they look really bad. And, and the Spurs have, I'd say, are a little mix of both. You know, they've lost to some good teams, but they also haven't looked good in a lot of these games. Um, the way that, you know, Pop usually has these. Really, since the last week of March, they have not looked the best. But regardless, this is a Cavaliers team that they should be able to take advantage of. And you look, they've lost now two in a row at home. Uh, to the Hawks and Pacers. This is the last game of the homestand. I think they really do understand the magnitude of this game. Um, and so for me, it's just deciding between the full game number and the half halftime number. I think they come out really strong here and, and look to hit the Cavs in the mouth. The only thing is I've seen the Cavs, you know, perform in the first half and then get blown out in the second half. So maybe I split it up a half unit on each, but then you're, you know, subjecting yourself to juice. So I don't know. But you look at the Cavs' most recent games, they get they lose by 14 to the uh to the heat but they were in it for some portion of the game um they lose to the the sixers by 20 uh game before that they lose to the jazz by like 30 uh lost a very close one in sacramento that they should have won and then they lost to the lakers by 14 so it's just a team that again not very talented some nights randomly it'll click for them but it's not a team where it clicks all that often um and so for me, I, I got to go with the team that I think needs this, obviously needs this much more, is pretty much all healthy. Jared Allen is out. Dylan Windler's out. Larry Nance is out. I, I, those guys are better and, and more important to the team than I think people realize. So I'm going to hop on the Spurs today. I know they've lost a couple games, but uh, if there's any coach that I know will have his guys ready to go, it's Pop. Uh, and, and they're still right there in the thick of it. They're in the eighth seed, I think, right now, maybe seventh. Uh, but eighth, seventh or seventh or eighth, um, and I, I just this is a perfect response game. This is a game where the schedule gods give you a gift and say, "All right, no, you're struggling a little, a little bit, but here you go. Let's play one of the worst teams with two missing two of their best players, and uh, we'll see what you can do." So I, I know it's a large number, but I, I mean, it's it's very much hittable in my opinion. Last game, talking about large numbers, uh, Phoenix 14-point favorite in Houston today. Uh, I remember there was a time where I was rolling with uh, fading the Rockets every single game, and it was working out, uh, but they are getting better, um, and not necessarily better, but you know, the, it, hurt, it hits a certain point where I feel like before it was kind of in their heads, like, oh, we haven't won, blah, 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 but now it's like, all right we've lost so many games like we can just hoop and and christian wood is back and getting healthier and healthier so um the sun should blow this team right out of the water but you saw at least a, a fighting performance last game against the 
uh, Pelicans. Um, you you saw them somewhat hang in there only by 16 to the to the Celtics. I say only, but um, 16 to the Celtics. So um, for me, it's just and I'm seeing it 14 and a half in some spots now. So it's just a little too high of a, a spread for me. I can't hit 14 unless it's like the stars line up, um, and they don't today. So. Anyways, that about does it today. I'm I'm really hoping we can uh, just jump right back on track today, guys. I apologize for the for the little break that we had over Easter and my birthday, but uh, we're getting back into the swinging things and are, are looking to get right today. I'll also say I got a buddy. Tyler's been very uh, in tune with Moses Brown as he owns him in our thirty team league. He's telling everyone today um, if you need a prop, Moses Brown over 11 and a half boards tonight he's hit that in seven of his last 10 no Plumley uh in detroit tonight again should see a lot of bricks with with neither of these teams being great offenses uh that means a lot of boards for the 7-2 man out of ucla anyways uh and again my props don't um my my books don't load their props up depending on the day like till at least one or two so um if a prop pops up i'll let you know but That'll be on Twitter again, at Hoopstrap. Anyways, thank you all for rocking with me. I love you all. See you tomorrow. Let's make some money. Peace.